listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, and for the second week running, there is no Josh here. And I'm starting to wonder what I'm not paying him for. As promised last week, it is finally time to do a trip report of Legoland, this very grown-up theme park. And long-time listeners might think, but Tom, Josh was adamant that he would not go to Legoland. How are you going to do a trip report about a theme park that you went to by yourself? Surely you're not just going to talk about Legoland by yourself for 40 minutes. And to that I say, you're right. Uh, And when Josh was completely adamant that he would not go to Legoland, I took drastic action and I visited a website, (laughs) findmealegolanddate.com. And after a lot of looking, because would you believe, are some weirdos on there. (laughs) I finally found someone called Fleur who came to Legoland with me and incredibly has agreed to be on the Park Rush podcast this week. So what possessed you to go to Legoland and then turn up on a podcast? Oh, well, um, <laughs> I was listening to this f- famous podcast show. It is a famous podcast show. Um, and the host was talking about this thing called Legoland. And it's a place I've never been before. It's the Netherlands where I'm originally from. Yes. It does not have a Legoland. It yet. does have an Efteling, though. It does have an Efteling. Or a the Efteling, as you call it over there. The Efteling, yes, you're yeah. right. Which is a fantastic theme park. Mm. And I might actually say it's... Maybe a bit better than Legoland. What? But that's not to say Legoland wasn't really great, as we'll get to. Mm. And so I guess, if it wasn't obvious, the reason Josh was so opposed to going to Legoland is that in his eyes, it's for babies. Yes. And it's basically semi-illegal to go to Legoland if you don't have children with you. So can I sort of, what was your impression of Legoland before you went as a sort of adult day out <laughs> and were you at all nervous were you at all self-aware as you approached the gates were, was any part of you thinking what am I doing here this is weird <laughs> I, I, I was somewhat nervous um because as we walked up to the gates it was it was quite clear that most of the people there were there with children mm. um but there were a few other small groups of, of, of young adults who um, were there without children, so I didn't yeah. feel too bad. Also, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> but you're right. There were a lot of children there, as one would probably have expected, but it was quite a wholesome atmosphere, I thought. Yes. Like, you go to somewhere like Disney, which is obviously also not as much as it used to be, I would say, but it's probably still mostly children. Mm-hmm. But there is a chaotic vibe, which kind of makes me feel a little bit like I've got PTSD before the day has even really begun. Yeah. I've got like pre-traumatic stress disorder, I guess. It's a different type of PTSD. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I think it is worth remembering that I did rather shame myself on the way into Legoland. (laughs) We had quite a long drive to get there. So we drove from East London all the way to the park, which is in Windsor. So it was quite a long drive. So by the time we actually got to the Legoland, I was maybe a bit overly keen to just get in the car park and start the day. I've been in the car for two hours now. Mm. Let's just get into this theme park, please. And there was a car in front of us heading up to the car park. It was going extremely slowly. And I was thinking, what is going on here? Is this person just not paying attention or what? So I did something that I don't normally do. I'm quite a careful, patient driver generally. 
but I did overtake someone on the approach to Legoland <laughs> because I was sick of this car constantly stopping, seemingly for no reason, mm -hmm. until you pointed out, as I was overtaking, in the process of overtaking, oh, I think they're stopping to take pictures <laughs> yes. of these Legoland signs. Because as you go in, mm. welcome is spelled out letter by letter, yeah. all built out of Lego, right? With, with these little scenes of like a fireman saving something or... Yes. It, it's quite cute. Um, yeah. So it's very cute. And big you, family car in front of us. It was a big sort of family people <laughs> carrier. And, and yeah, I think you were probably spot on when you said, I think they're just stopping so the children can get excited about yeah. it. Meanwhile, here's this grown adult <laughs> angrily overtaking. <laughs> we haven't got time for this. It's, it's opening now. It's open. The rides are open. We need to get in. <laughs> so that was a bit of a road rage moment that I was not proud of. But at least it happened there and not in the Legoland yeah. driving school. I don't you think they want, noticed. You wouldn't want a road rage there. No, no. But once that was out of the way, it was sort of no delays for us, right? Because we'd booked to go in advance. Yes. You, you booked the tickets. Do you remember how much it cost or around about how much Ooh. it cost for an adult day ticket to, to Legoland? Was it 40 something? It might have been was 40 really? something. I oh, wow. I can okay. double check if you That's, want. Yeah. It was a discount for doing it in advance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And you can also get like annual passes and things for Merlin yes. attractions here in the UK and, they, and Legoland falls under that. So, yeah, there are ways to get in for cheaper even still. But, yeah, I felt by the end of the day like we'd got decent value for money. Anyway, so the parking was, was pretty straightforward, as though, although as we'll get to, there's no sort of authorization on your way in. It's on the way out. Oh, yes. And that does cause problems. But on the way in, it's all fine. So yes. we're going to the park. You go into the entrance plaza called The Beginning, where there's, you know, some cool Lego displays, uh, restrooms, toilets. You can go and get your sort of disability pass and things like that. There's a Costa Coffee. There's the Lego store. And there's a lovely view over Windsor as well. You're quite high up. Oh, yes. You can see Windsor Castle in the distance. It's got a nice viewpoint. Yeah. We stopped for a hot drink on the way in. It was a fairly chilly, wet day. Yeah. But as I said, it was just a standard Costa coffee. There was no nice. bespoke Legoland coffee or hot chocolate, unfortunately. That's still good. Yeah, it was all right. You had a hot chocolate, right? Hot chocolate? You had a Americano? I think so, yeah. I can't really remember. That's yeah. what I normally do. To be fair, it was quite impressive that the cups were made out of Lego. Yes. And then yeah. they were surprisingly light on the lips. Like, <laughs> I, I was scared for a bit there that they might be a bit uncomfortable, but they were actually okay. <laughs> Just don't drop it, obviously. That no, would be no. a disaster. Yeah. So, I mean, our approach to Legoland, apart from the road rage, was, was pretty chill, right? Like, I'm yeah, sure there yeah. are sort of, there are probably experts out there, none of whom you'll ever hear on this podcast, obviously who will probably give you like a really efficient plan of attack for Legoland. Like yes. Make sure you do this first and then this and then that to avoid the queues. But we were just like, let's just go around at our own pace and we'll do stuff as it comes and we won't worry too much about queues. So we started with Miniland because we thought, you know, we'll wander around these Lego reconstructions of famous places from around the world where we have our hot beverage jars. Beverages. Yeah. <laughs> and this is kind of like quintessential, quintessential Legoland to me. I hadn't been to Legoland since I was a kid, but Miniland ah, was one okay. of the few things I could remember. Yes. They, it's uh, impressive. It's pretty good, right? Yes. I was very impressed. They have very intricate, detailed recreations of 
London, mm-hmm. bits of Scotland, lots of the US. There's New York, Chicago, bit of Florida, which is basically just the Kennedy Space Center. Oh, yes. Bit of Route 66, some, some Spain, there's some Italy. Yeah. And a surprisingly large monument to your homeland. Yes, there was a big, a big Netherlands section. I was, I was quite surprised. Yeah. To see so much of my home in um, Legoland. Like, was it just was it Amsterdam or more than that? I don't remember. To be I honest. think one part was Amsterdam, and then one part was like some windmills. Yes, the two Netherlands things. Yes. Amsterdam and windmills. Yes. And cheese. Was I don't remember any Lego cheese though. There, I don't, there was a fact about Edam cheese, I think. Oh, yeah, they had little fact boxes lit, dotted around the yes, displays that you, could, that you could read. Oh, okay, cool. Well, while, while we try and find that, uh, it's also worth pointing out, by the way, just to prove our credibility as Legoland experts, correspondents. Now I said there's not usually experts on this podcast, which is true. However, we're kind of into Lego and we are actively working on a Lego set literally right now as we speak uh, we are working on the lego creator van summer van trip right does this set have an exact name in case people want to look it up afterwards and think well if it's cool enough for the park crush podcast maybe i should buy this set right i don't think it has a name no i think it's just three in one creator lego created three in one yeah so this is, I'm used to buying Lego that has 18 plus on the box. This has eight plus on the box. <laughs> I mean, it's still correct. It's still pretty cool though. Yeah. And, and uh, it's a van, some beach huts and some people chilling on the beach. But it's three in one because you can kind of build the van or you can build a car. Or like you can build like a multi-story beach house. Beach house. Yeah. So there's a lot going on, but we're building the van variant of it, right? Yes. Cool. Okay, so if you hear any of this throughout the recording, that would be why. Anyway, have you found this fact about Edam cheese? Yes. Um, it says, can anyone smell Edam? Maybe the aroma is coming from one of the nearby Dutch cheese markets. So there must have been cheese, because it's talking about Dutch cheese markets. And then it says, the Dutch have been producing cheese since before 400 AD and are the world's biggest exporters of cheese. This is definitely funded by the Netherlands. You reckon? Yes. Why, why would that be? Do you think they're trying to make a pitch for a Dutch Legoland? I think they're just trying to make a pitch for Dutch cheese. Oh, right. Fair, fair. <laughs> is Dutch cheese... Is Dutch cheese really that great? It's the, If you get it in the Netherlands, yes. Is it? Okay. I've had some pretty average cheese here that called itself Dutch cheese. Oh, really? Um, that sounds like a whole other podcast. Yeah, sorry. To, um, no, that's all right. No worries. We regularly go off on tangents. So <laughs> it's very on, on brand. Okay. No okay. problem. But yeah, <laughs> Miniland's pretty cool. Uh, it's definitely the best place to take pictures in the park, I would say. Uh, although I, I, it is hard to resist just breaking all the rules of Legoland, which we heard plenty about later, by the way. <laughs> Uh, and just climbing into the uh, displays and stomping around because it's probably the closest you'd ever get to feeling like Godzilla. Oh, yeah, we had some intrusive thoughts of um, yeah. becoming Lego Godzilla. Lego Kaiju and just stomping <laughs> around the Lego, uh, the, the great Lego cities of the world. I thought my favourite bit, of, I assume your favourite bit of Miniland was the Netherlands, right? Yes. It kind of had to be. Absolutely. I think mine was the Kennedy Space Centre. My Florida bias probably showing there. But they also uh, had that bit where the rocket, quote-unquote, launched. Oh, yeah, it had some steam. A bit of smoke and steam yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that was quite cool. Very exciting. 
But yeah, Logoland, Miniland is definitely worth checking out. So after that, we kind of wandered through, we didn't go in the Duplo Valley. We did draw the line at Duplo Valley. Yes, we had some morals. Yeah, we, we did have some morals. Um, I think you do probably get arrested if you go in there without children. <laughs> and we sort of passed through Lego City as well, which is where you find the classic Lego driving school. Again, um, we, we didn't really do that. There's some other bits in there too. There was like a fire training camp as well, wasn't there? There were yes. kids trying to put out. I don't think we were allowed in driving I don't think we're allowed to do that either. We're too old. No. It's the one that had an age limit the other way. That's ageism, really, but we (laughs) won't get into that. So our first actual ride of the day was the Haunted House Monster Party. Yes. And and you were pretty scared of this, right? Right. So I was generally a bit nervous um, going into this children's haunted house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a vampire in there. I know. There's a werewolf. You never know, you know. You never know what you might come across. There was some pretty banging tunes in the queue, to be fair. Yeah. But this is basically, uh, I don't know what the technical word is because that would require me to know what I'm talking about, which doesn't come naturally to me. But this is one of those rides which you've probably seen and been on before. If you've been to, I mean, we did loads of them last summer, Josh and I across the various European parks that we did. But it's one of those rooms where you sit on benches, there's like two or three rows on each side of the room, and then there's this illusion that the room around you is spinning uh, to the extent that you're going upside down. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's your mileage may vary in terms of how convincing the illusion is. I was actually quite surprised. I thought yeah. this is actually having something of an impact on me. Yeah, It wasn't sort of crazy. I I felt a bit like Legolas in Lord of the Rings when he's had about, I don't know, 30 pints in that (laughs) drinking competition and then finally goes, I think it's affecting me. That's kind of how I felt towards the end of this ride. I was like, oh, I I kind of felt like maybe I was going upside down there for a brief moment. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't scary, Um, just as good. I wasn't screaming like a child. Mm. Um, But yeah, it was convincing in the illusion. I enjoyed it. It was good. And I think I'm right in saying as well that at some point, just before we got on this ride or just after we got on this ride, we did catch sight of a meet and greet, like kids queuing up to meet a character. Oh, I think you saw this. I completely missed it. Because oh, I thought it was a robot and you were like, no, it's a person. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure it was a person yeah. dressed up as a Lego person. <laughs> yeah. They might have been a known Lego person from a show or a... A cartoon or something, I don't know. Mm. But yes, just let it be known that there are meet and greets around the park. I think I'm right in saying that the next ride we did was one of your favourites, which was the Lego City Deep Sea Adventure. So, oh. we, so this is a Lego City thing that we did do. Yes, this is, I think, a tied top top ride for me. Nice. You are, quote-unquote, on a submarine. So you board a submarine. Mm. It's it's pretty tightly packed in there. You're kind of sitting on these little benches. There's like two of them, one on each side of the submarine. Yes. And they are sort of submerged in actual water. And once you're out of the loading area, you go around into basically an aquarium of sorts. But yeah. rather than walk through it, you're kind of in it. You're just like down in the water with the fishies and the sharks. And I thought it you knew really a surprising cool. amount about sharks. Well. It's just growing up with Animal Planet, I guess. Right. It's just my um, people, kids get their facts from TikTok these days. Uh, I got mine from Animal Planet. <laughs> the best place to get facts. <laughs> the best place to get facts. 
Shark Week was a, was, a, was a regular favorite. But despite your love of sharks, it was, uh, we did find out that you hadn't even seen Jaws by this point, which, yes. you know, Park Crush fans who are therefore theme park fans, I would have mm-hmm. to assume, probably have some reverence for Jaws, not just as a film, but as a theme park ride. They'll yeah. probably be pretty horrified to learn that at this point, despite your love and deep knowledge of sharks, you had never seen the ultimate shark movie, which I was know. Jaws. But we corrected that later. No offence to Sharknado. Yes. No. Yeah, we did correct that later. Absolutely. Couldn't couldn't have that go on much longer. <laughs> but yeah, Lego City Deep Sea Adventure. I, I hadn't really done anything like this before. Uh, I guess the closest I would have done to something like this were kind of uh, like safari rides. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Again, there were some characters flashing up on these little screens down there, pointing out the fish and and the different animals that you were seeing oh yeah in the queue but i had you to do that for me so i didn't need to listen to the lego captain and the lego lifeguard the lego lifeguards and everyone i could just uh i could just listen to you point out the shops and stuff so that was cool but yeah that was lego city deep sea adventure so those were our first two rides then we kind of wander around this sort of lakefront this kind of waterfront there's a couple of the hotels around there there's like a night medieval themed hotel there's like the main legoland hotel uh there was some le- there were some dinosaurs built out of lego that we yes. saw that i totally failed to identify correctly unfortunately well you identified one that looked identical so i was close you were very close my thought process was sound yes it's just the end result i came to was incorrect there's too many dinosaurs there's too many dinosaurs you're right uh, and we came, in terms of our next land that we came to, it was Lego Mythica. Yes. World of mythical creatures. Lots of kind of kiddie flat rides around here. So we didn't do most of them, to be honest. But the one that we did do was Flight of the Sky Lion. And this is straight up like a, a soaring style theatre ride. So you sit on these, again, kind of benches designed to kind of make it feel like you're almost on a paraglider, I guess. Yeah. And then there's this enormous screen in front of you. And and again, like soaring, your mileage may vary if you're kind of sat on the edge, if you're at the bottom rather than at the top. You kind of want to be straight on in the middle to for the illusion to hold mm-hmm. and you to feel like I can just see screen and can't see anywhere where the sort of illusion breaks. But... We were in a pretty good seat, I thought. I thought as so well. So we could just kind of look straight on and like, it's like, yeah, I can just see screen. I didn't really have any idea what was going on. I wasn't familiar with Lego Myth- Mythica. No. It kind of reminded me of, it made me feel like I was in the in Pandora from Avatar. Yes. And um, they had a very cute, like, um, unicorn. Oh, like the mascot unicorn. was this yeah. little unicorn dude, right? Which, that was pretty cute. But I'm pretty sure for the majority of the ride, you were just sort of watching what could have been just about any generic fantasy world yes. movie thing. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. I think also with the park being somewhat for kids, while on these rides you get quite unfiltered true reactions um, before adults um, pretend stuff is too cool for them. Yes. So there was a lot of like, wow! <laughs> Yes. Yeah, there was. There was a little boy next to me, I think. And his dad was the other side of him. And he was having a great time. Yeah. He was very impressed by what was going on. It was actually quite endearing. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, we didn't really do much else in Lego Mythica. 
Uh, there's a little play area. There was like a weird slide. There was like a super mini drop tower, a, a dual drop tower. In fact, I think it was fire and ice themed. At this point, we stopped for I guess our main meal of the day. Yes. Which was in the uh, the Troll Fish and Chip Cafe, was it, or something like that? What was it called? It I was think called so. the Troll Inn or something. The Hungry Troll Fish and Chips. Ah. So we just got a large fish and chips to share, and I was actually pleasantly. I mean. Fish and chips to me is kind of like pizza or chocolate or yeah. even when they're like unspectacular, they're pretty good just by default. But this fish and chips was genuinely actually really good, I thought. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot. Got some mayo with my chips, which is... Uh... Oh yeah, absolutely <laughs> horrendous behaviour. <laughs> it's just, you know, I think maybe it's a slightly European thing. Do you reckon? I don't is know. It? Most of my friends back home, but I think one of my friends who liked ketchup on chips was actually... Just the odd one out. I was like, why are you putting ketchup on your chips? That's so strange. That's, that's such a weird take. <laughs> but sorry to... That's all right. Track. It was pretty good fish and chips, all things considered. Yes. Mayo or otherwise used. It was it was all right. The systems broke down while we were trying to pay for it. That's true, actually. Um, there was a bit of... Uh, there was a slight <laughs> technical hiccup in the process of ordering. But anyway... Uh, shortly after lunch, we had our next, I guess, like, I would say endearing kid moment number two of the day. So we had endearing kid number one being like, that was awesome oh, about yeah. Lego Mythica. <laughs> then on the Mia's riding adventure, which I was a little bit skeptical of going on straight after lunch, just looking at it. Oh, yes. But this was kind of like, it was almost like merry-go-round meets pirate ship ride. So you're all basically to, again, I'm sure these kinds of rides have a much more sort of specific, technical, streamlined definition, description. But anyway, I will explain it as I saw it. It's basically a big turntable with loads of chairs around the circumference of the turntable. In this case, done up to look like horses. So you straddle them. Yes. And then there's like a, uh, an arch shaped track kind of like the uh, RC car at Walt Disney Studios Park, which in and of itself kind of acts like a pirate ship. So you're just going back and forth on this track. Mm. But in the case of this, you're also spinning around at the same time on this turntable. Hence why it's kind of like a merry-go-round, or more like a teacups and a pirate ship rolled into one, I would say. Yes. And anyway, yeah, so endearing kid moment number two on this one came when we sat on the horses, straddling our horses, Mm -hmm. This kid sat next to us and it wasn't immediately apparent whether or not there was a restraint or like a lap bar or what, or a seat belt or whatever. Yeah, we were and worried for a sec that we were just going to be thrown off these horses mid-air. Yeah. And I think he overheard one of us say something like that. Yeah. And <laughs> was quick to uh, reassure us that there was indeed a uh, restraint that would come up behind us. Yeah. Uh, behind our backs. To keep us in place. And yeah. then I think he was trying to lay on a bit more trivia about this ride. You've clearly been before. He's obviously got yes. a Merlin annual pass. <laughs> Knows everything there is to know about Mia's riding adventure. And I think halfway your conversation with your kid was quite uncomfortable in our straddling position talking to children. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, So that was Mia's riding adventure. And then we moved on to this kind of ancient Egypt-themed area called Kingdom of the Pharaohs. We didn't really do anything in here. There was kind of like a mini Ferris wheel going on in here. I think there was literally a merry-go-round as well. Some arcade games. I think you were pretty tempted. They you also were tempted. Some... Was I? 
Oh, the PS4 Oh, the PS4s, yeah, but they were also like, oh. I said arcade games, because it should have said like funfair games. You yes. Know, like knock the cups over with the board and yes, stuff like that. that kind of stuff. Yeah, basketball hoops and things. But yes, you're right, there was also like PS4s, you could just sit down and play Lego games if you mm. wanted to. And then we went into Lego Ninjago World. Do you know much about Ninjago? I don't know anything about Ninjago. It seems like it's kind of a big thing. It's like, it's like a one of Lego's biggest own Yeah, it's always a brands. big... A big section in the Lego stores. Yeah, it's like a big Lego sub-brand, I guess. I didn't really know much about it, but we did do the main ride in here, which is literally just called Lego Ninjago, the ride. And uh, this is to... It's a shoot-em-up game, like an arcade shoot-em-up game, Mm. or like Toy Story Midway Mania, or Men in Black, or Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. But in fact, the closest comparison would be the web shooters... I can't remember what the exact name of it is now, but the Spider-Man ride in, uh, in Avengers Campus. Because again, it's, it, again, the setup is exactly the same, but much like that ride, rather than have like a gun, it is uh, meant to actually track your movements and your motion. So in this case though, rather than pretending to shoot webs like Spider-Man, you kind of have to make this motion like you're almost throwing a Frisbee. That's yeah. kind of what they want to do. Or you might look like a bit like a DJ. Yeah, it's a very DJ vibe. Um, like that kind of motion is what you have to make to kind mm. of throw out these discs and try and hit people on the screen. I was absolutely exhausted by the end of this. I had quite a few layers on because it was, like we said at the top, quite wet and cold. So I worked up a real sweat and you absolutely destroyed me. At, at this I, <laughs> I worked up a sweat as well, but yeah. I think I was a bit more lucky in it recognizing my movement versus yours. I think I got a, a few of your points while your arm was kind of in my... Um, you're, you're being too modest, I think. In, in my camera. I mean, it's it, to be fair, it's not like you got the high score of the day or anything. Oh, no. It's much like the Spider-Man ride. When you get to the end and get off the ride, they do have leaderboards up on the screen saying the highest score of the day, of the week, of the hour, month, whatever. What, what did you think of this one? It was, I mean, you obviously came off pretty hype because you, as we will get to in a second, went off and then did a climbing wall to celebrate. <laughs> you, uh, you liked this ride. It was good. It was a bit of a workout. Yeah, the, the, the graphics were quite fun. The, the queue, I think, in front of us was a kid who had um, decided to try to reach her brains through her nose um, while staring directly at us. But, oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah, you see also, you, you have to just kind of like, you know, I don't really... This sounds weird. I don't hang out with kids a lot, you know. I don't have any, like, kid-aged relatives or (laughs) friends with kids. Yeah. So I sometimes forget what it's like to be a kid, I guess. And, yeah, sometimes you will just innocently be standing behind a kid in a queue and they will stare directly into your eyes, into your very soul, Yeah. it feels like, whilst excavating (laughs) their nostrils. Yes. Um and you do just kind of have to accept it, I, I suppose. <laughs> it's obviously stayed with you, I'd forgotten about that, but it's Sorry, obviously yeah. keeping you awake at night. <laughs> so maybe we'll move on. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, that's Lego Ninjago, the ride. Uh, I, I, I didn't seem to me, and this isn't an excuse for my poor performance, it didn't seem as precise as Spider-Man, the Disneyland Spider-Man. The mm. Spider-Man ride almost covers its own ass because it has this little screen this little kind of display on the ride in front of you on the vehicle that you're in and at the very beginning it shows almost wireframe versions of everyone who's in the ride vehicle and you can kind of see how it's tracking you before the ride starts so you can get a good idea okay everyone's in the right seat and knows what i'm doing this it felt a bit more i wonder actually if it's actually literally using maybe someone can let us know maybe i could have looked this up myself before i started recording but that would be very off-brand 
I'd be curious to know if it's actually using Xbox Connect cameras, because in the queue for this ride, I spotted a Xbox Connect camera up on a wall. It looked like it might have actually been there for some sort of like interactive queue time distraction thing. Like, you know, your kids mm. are getting angsty. Here's a little silly motion game they can play, but it didn't seem to be working, but there was definitely a connect up there. And I do wonder if they're literally using connects on the ride, which would explain why it seemed a little flaky um, in terms of the tracking, because the connect was never particularly reliable for that if you if you had one of those on your old Xbox. But yeah, still a fun ride, I would say. And uh, as I say, you were on such a high when you came off that you uh, went and did Cole's Rock Climb, which oh, yeah. is a climbing wall for babies. <laughs> uh, you know, you did catch up with the kids on the wall uh, in hilariously quick fashion. <laughs> I was trying to be slow. I guess, I mean, just for context out there, everyone, uh, Fleur is a, somewhat of an expert climber, I mean, so, I'm... which made it all the more hilarious you caught up with these poor small children there was definitely a boy who clocked you and thought dad dad help help uh anyway after the uh the the drama of cole's rock climb the next ride we did was pirate fool's treasure quest so this was again one of the few things that i remembered from my childhood day out at, at legoland many years ago but this is in the Pirate Shores area. It's also one of two, I would say, kind of major water rides at Legoland. Um, we only did two of them. Uh, sorry, one of them. The other one is in the Land of the Vikings. That's a, the Viking River Splash, which is more of a river rapids ride. This is kind of a traditional sort of log flume. And it was pretty good. So you go through some like, you know, almost Pirates of the Caribbean style scenes. Obviously all the animatronics. Most of them aren't animatronics, they're just stationary models, but everything, whether they move or not, is actually made from Lego. Yeah, it was quite cool. Yeah, so that was kind of kind of cool. But I think we, we did start to doubt whether we'd made the right call as we were in the queue for this, because it, it's fair to say that some people that you saw come off the ride were actually soaked. Oh, yes. And at some point it said that you could buy ponchos at the front. and, and At the front of the line. We, we did not find them. No, it didn't oh. seem to be a poncho machine or no. anything. But so, yeah, it was quite worrying, these people coming off absolutely soaked, just kind of looking worriedly at their parents, like, oh no, what have I done? Yeah. I'm sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was a bit nerve-wracking because, as, I, as we kind of said a few times, it was quite cold, quite wet, like rainy. Yeah, the sun was out while we were waiting in the queue. Yeah, the sun sort of threatened to keep coming out, but yeah. wasn't proving reliable enough for me to feel super comfortable about potentially getting soaked. So <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't too sure about it. So we did somewhat take the coward's way out once we actually got on the ride and we commandeered my jacket and kind of put it over the top of us, almost like Frodo and Sam. Oh, yeah, very noble Hiding sacrifice. from the, uh, the Easterlings. Uh, for you Lord of the Rings nerds out there, just throw it over ourselves like that. <laughs> it did mean that in the ride photo, you look like Batman. Oh yeah. It was, it was... Which was pretty cool because my coat obviously got kind of thrown up during the final drop. Yeah, you've kind of disappeared. And under I it. basically disappeared under it. So it kind of looked like it was attached to your shoulders and yeah. was flowing off behind you. So it's quite a, quite a strong look, I would say. <laughs> 
You should have worn it like that while doing the climbing wall. Oh, oh damn it. That would have been pretty cool. It would have scared that little boy even more, I think. <laughs> Miss chance, Miss chance. Miss chance, but... Yeah, what did you think of... Uh, so the animatronics were pretty good. What did you think of the drop? Were you... Were you surprised? Did it catch you off guard? Because it was quite fast and... Um, I think good. we would have got pretty wet. Like my yes. coat, my coat took a, a a good a good soaking. My it, jacket. I, I thought the drop was quite good. Like the build up, like the t -t 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 as you as you go up, is always very exciting. Yes. So that was Pirate Falls Treasure Quest. There's a few other bits going on in Pirate Shores. Uh, there's the Jolly Rocker and the Castaway Camp. You know, some sort of children's play areas and things. The Jolly Rocker is literally a pirate ship ride. Uh, and as I said about the land of the Vikings, there's not only the river rapids in there, there's also the spinning spider, which uh, to me anyway, looked like a teacup ride. This was actually closed on the day, but had a genuinely terrifying massive Lego spider oh, overlooking yes. the ride itself. So we didn't do that. And even if it had been open, we wouldn't have done that. I, would, I wouldn't have gone close to that <laughs> big old Lego spider. So the final land for us on the day was the Knight's Kingdom. And there was some drama that went on in here. Mm. So there's three rides in here. There's the Dragon's Apprentice, which is kind of like Kitty Coaster. Didn't do that one. You know, unlike the other coasters at this uh, park, which are clearly not for kiddies. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's Merlin's Challenge, which is... Uh, didn't really get a good view of what that one was, to be honest. Um, uh, although we were having our waffles... We got some Belgian waffles from inside the castle in the Knight's Kingdom. Mm. The last ones, right? We were the lucky. This ones, was right yes. at the end of the day. Well, we were going to have two, but then we, we ended up sharing one. We had, had to share one. And this was endearing kid moment number three of the day. <laughs> and we were sat there having our waffles and then some kid came over, sat next to us, and he was armed with a foam Lego sword oh, that yeah. he'd got from somewhere. And I think this summed up where the two of us are at in terms of our <laughs> responsibility for others and our maturity levels. And my first thought upon this possibly lost child yes, yeah. coming to sit next to us was to say, that's an awesome sword, man. Where'd you get it? <laughs> and proceed to have a conversation with him about his cool sword, including asking him whether he had killed any monsters with it. I mean, he seemed very impressed with you just asking him about these uh, He seemed kind of into it. I think yeah. he thought it was quite rude when you interrupted our very cool conversation to ask him, and uh, where are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know where your parents are? <laughs> yeah, those were, turned out, those were the monsters he'd killed with his sword. Uh, yeah. Uh, it took a dark turn, that conversation, but I was pleased to have met the kid and yeah. I'm confident that I'll never end up on his hit list. <laughs> he clearly means business, but he, he seemed to think I was pretty cool. Yeah. So that, that makes one person. Uh, Two. <laughs> other, uh, the other ride in the Knight's Kingdom is, though, the dragon. And if people listen to the podcast, I think it was two weeks ago, I shared an anecdote with Josh, but I, you know, I'll reshare it briefly here just to get your take on it, Fleur, because it was oh. quite an astonishing moment so we were queuing up for the dragon for people that don't know again this is another ride that i remember from my childhood it's kind of like the main it's kind of the centerpiece the showpiece roller coaster yeah i think for people who who haven't been here before or maybe more familiar with the parks over in the us for example it's it's pretty comparable to your flight of the hippogriff to your goofy's barnstormer to your woody woodpecker it's maybe a bit longer than those latter two actually and it's all set in the grounds of the um 
the medieval castle. There is actually a kind of dark ride element to it at the, at the top as well, again, where you've got kind of a mix of stationary models and animatronics, all made from Lego, including the dragon himself. Mm. Uh, so there's actually some quite impressive technology on the show, even though this ride it has been around for a long time, I think since park opening. And then, as I say, uh, it proceeds out into the ground and that's where the coaster kind of kicks into gear. So it's, it's, it's good fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, you enjoyed the ride itself before we talk about the drama? Yeah, I enjoyed the ride. It's a bit more um, thrilling than the other rides that we've been on. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it was good. It's a, the one that you can kind of scream on if you if you dare. Yes. Like, Did it give you a bit of a coaster bug? Did it leave you wanting more yes, roller coaster wise? So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a gateway coaster, I think. It's a gateway drug, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. That's good to know. So the drama I had inv- had unfolded before we got on the ride in the queue. So was, I think it was a 30-minute advertised wait. So I think probably the second longest of the day for us, apart from the um, the pirate treasure quest, Pirate oh, yeah. Falls. In fact, if there's one bad thing I would say about uh, the kind of guest experience on the day because generally it was good like the staff were really nice and everything ran pretty smoothly there were a few rides unfortunately that were closed some we've mentioned others that i was genuinely a bit disappointed about like the train for example like the railway some of the transportation rides yeah i was looking forward to trying and they were shut but generally everything was 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 fine uh, but that Pirate Falls Treasure Quest ride, the, the, the advertised wait time was way off. It was moving way slower and there were lots of boats that were let go with no one on it and it was a bit yeah. frustrating. Anyway, um, this half an hour queue for the Dragon Coaster. Uh, at one point, I think uh, there were three, three people, group of three, a man, a woman and a little kid yes. who started to sort of do the whole excuse me and my family at the front, excuse me and my family at the front and we're, we're kind of starting to push through the line a bit. It was, yeah, it wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. You're generally fine with that kind of thing? I, I, it depends. It really, really depends. But I thought they have a kid. Some people weren't having it. Yes. And they put their foot down and said, you you go no further. You shall not pass. You shall not pass, yes. You're skipping lines. I think it was the the, the woman that said it first. And then obviously her husband had to back her up because... Um, yeah, otherwise, you, otherwise you, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they're not having dinner together at home. So, you know, if, if he doesn't back up his missus in this situation. <laughs> What's the Dutch approach to queuing generally? Are you as, are the Dutch as, do the Dutch love a queue as much as the British? We're a bit more chaotic, I would say. Are you? Um, I think we get frustrated about it, but we're not as, as, as queues aren't as sacred as they are um, here. Right, but uh, yeah, eventually we we got to the front of the queue ourselves and the the people that had been trying to, you know, push through the queue to meet their family at the front, they had got as far as in front of, I think we were the last people to let them go in front of us. So they were just ahead of us when we got to the front of the queue and that's when they met up with the rest of their group who had waited for them at the front. Yeah. So at that point it all kicks off. (laughs) because <laughs> uh, the ride attendant didn't let them on because he told them to their face that he'd heard they'd been skipping the queue. And then it all started to kick off a little bit and uh, he was being very insistent that he wasn't going to let them on. They'd broken the rules of Legoland, yes. as he said. At which point one of the gentlemen in this in this group, uh, must have been six, seven of them maybe, yeah, overall, I think so. including total, a couple of kids, yeah. He uh, got a bit loud, a bit shouty, sat on the floor, crossed his legs, 
and yeah. said, if I'm not going on the ride, nobody's going on the ride. Yeah, this is a big man as well. He was taking up the whole space. Um, yeah. It was somewhat entertaining because um, the people behind us are obviously quite upset about the fact that they skipped ahead anyways. Yeah. So they were like, he's rightfully being... Yeah, they were on the side of the Legoland rules. Yeah, the they rules were. Man. They were very much on Legoland rules side. And then um, I think you saw this lady. He was on the ride. Who was just that was just leaving, kind of smirking. That was definitely the snitch. Um, yeah, I, that that was my suspicion anyway. That one I I just missed. Yeah, I thought this, this man has a passion for his Legoland rides. Yeah, but I felt a bit bad for the kids because these adults are becoming quite Larry to be honest and then the people behind us were like you are scaring my kids um, yeah. you're scaring me as well to be fair yeah I just kept I just put on a brave face yeah <laughs> stressing me out um, I think security was about to be called um, it, I don't think they showed up in the end um, no no I was, I was hoping for like a man in a suit of armour yeah with a sword in the maybe they should have killed, called that kid yeah. with the foam sword who yeah. killed all the monsters Some including his parents ninja weapons yeah yeah exactly but yeah it's, it's, I've never seen any of that sort of passion for um, no someone going on a ride no I should get him on this podcast really shouldn't yeah, I I should have yeah. put a microphone in front of his face there and then like sir 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 I'm, what's your take this is the Parkrush podcast how do you feel about being wronged in such a fashion <laughs> Were you surprised that they let him on the ride? Or let the whole group on the ride? Uh, I mean, I wasn't surprised because I think everyone was standing just like, okay, let's just get it over with. Because mm. they were in front of us on the actual ride. And they'd said maximum two people. And this, this lady had a baby. So she was like, oh, I'll put my baby with these other two people, which still equaled three people. Um, so I'd forgotten about that. Math, yeah. Maths was... So having gone to all the trouble to make <laughs> such a scene to get on this ride and everything, they yeah. then managed to screw themselves by trying to divide five people into two rows of two, I think, <laughs> yeah. was what happened. So, so they ended up split up anyway. I don't think the lady went on in the end, because she... Right. I think she and her baby ended up just leaving. Wow. Incredible. I know, so all it was this all, fuss. It was all for nothing. Yeah. That's that's pretty. Amazing. But the man, the man that sat down, he he got on the ride. He got on the ride. And he had a great time. <laughs> I think we then saw him again, didn't we? On like the phone, he, we saw on our as we no, made our yes. way from the the enchanted forest. I from think. the enchanted, we saw him in the enchanted forest on the phone. Yeah, and he was. Uh, he wasn't speaking livid. English, so I didn't know what he was talking about. But he sounded angry. Yeah, he was. If he was on the phone to someone back home or so, Legoland management. Yes, he's doing a trip report of his own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that was our final ride of the day, and then we got off and we, we had our waffles and, and, and met the night the night child, and, and, and oh, yes, head back head back to the front of the park via the enchanted forest. It started to absolutely chuck it down by then, so um, the the shop at the end of the park was busy. I think oh it would God. have been busy anyway because it was chuck out time. It's rude to not go in the gift shop at the end, and I think this is uh, the biggest Lego shop in the country. Is that right? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I, I trust your Lego oh, religion. Oh, okay. Well, it was the biggest Lego shop I've ever been in. I mean, same, yeah. Yeah. About Leicester Square is pretty big. It's quite big, yeah. It's got okay, two floors. It's over it's two right? floors. But I, I, I think the Legoland one is bigger. Okay, okay. I, I, it felt bigger to me anyway, it, it, even though it was very busy. Like, yeah. You kind of had to shuffle through it. True. It was quite exciting, though, because they had a lot of sets that I hadn't seen elsewhere, a lot of sets that... If you go on the Lego website, they'll tell you are out of stock or discontinued. 
um, sets that I hadn't seen in other stores that are obviously hard to come by, like Ooh, the Hundred yeah. Acre Wood, well, think... Ecto One, the Ghostbusters car, yeah. some of the older Lego architecture pieces. And well, I think as we were there, in there, the second day Legoland opened, so I guess still all the sets from the day that it closed were just left. Oh, in from that the store. previous season. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, I ended up getting actually my Mother's Day gift in there. Got my mum in on the Lego, the Lego hype. Got her something from the botanical um, collection. I'm such a fan yeah. of that. Yeah, I think one a set that you had already bought, right? It was the um, the orchids. The orchids. Yes. Yeah. I love that set. It's a cool set, and you you didn't buy anything, did you? Did you buy anything? No, I was I was debating the hundred acre woods, but my my, my flats unfortunately running out of space. But no, it's a, it's a good Lego shop. And uh, if you're cool like us and have a Lego store passport, oh, yeah. then you can get an exclusive Legoland stamp in that, which uh, is a, a dragon, I think, or a dinosaur. I forget how. But... Dinosaur, I think. Is it a dinosaur? Is it a dragon? Oh, God. I can't remember. Either yes, way, it's cool, either. though. It's, a cool it's the coolest stamp in my Lego passport, put it was, that way. I was very jealous because... And you, you're, you're now, you're keen to go back just yeah. to get this, because you forgot your passport. Yeah, I can't believe it. so excited for this trip and I forget my Lego passport. Of all the days. Of all the days. Well, anyway, that was, uh, so yeah, Lego shop. It's, it's a good Lego shop, worth checking out if you end up at Legoland and are yourself a fan of Lego. I would say don't do it at the end of your trip. Because I feel like everyone just, as the park closes, yeah, goes towards the shop. I guess so. I guess so. Although, Although also, it's probably not something you want to carry around. Yes. I don't know what the kind of situation was with lockers or, you know, could you have said, oh, oh can you just hold on to this for me for the rest yeah. of the day? I don't know. Um, Disney are pretty good about that sort of thing. Okay. I guess it's in their interest to help you out if you ask because... You know, oh, you finished the bottom of the of it's the van. There, it's there, it's there, oh well, it's the perfect time to start wrapping up this Wait, fine I've, trip. I've got report. a few pages left. I mean, well, the only other thing to say really was that, as I kind of implied at the top, whilst getting into the car park in the morning was no problem, oh. getting out was a nightmare because they authenticate all of the your parking permits. <laughs> you have to pay to park. They authenticate all that on the way out. Yeah. Which is how Efteling does it as well, by the way. And again, much like the only real negative of Efteling, like the main knock against Efteling for Josh and I last year was getting out of the car park is an absolute nightmare and takes, in that case, it took over an hour. Yeah. It was the same here. It took over an hour to get out of the car park for Legoland. Yeah, I would say saying it was impractical is an understatement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we eventually got out of there and began long drive back to uh, to London. But yeah. yeah, it was a good day out overall, right? And obviously you're, you're keen to go back genuinely because genuinely you enjoyed it, not just because you want to get the stamp. Yeah, I'll go back. I think maybe with some better weather, it'd be um, a bit more enjoyable to do all the other water rides. Yeah. Hopefully the train will be working. Yeah. So it's definitely, uh, definitely worth going back, I would say. Yeah. It's good. It was a good park. If you've got kids, it seems like it would be a genuinely fantastic day out. Um, there's a, a lot of stuff to do, a lot of attractions, so lots to keep them busy, lots to keep them occupied. And I think it also means that because there are so many rides and so many things to queue up for, that no one queue ever got too long. So that was quite nice too. Mm. But yeah, that's going to do it for, I think, for our trip report of Legoland. If you have any questions about what we've talked about, if you think we've missed anything, any queries, planning a trip for yourself, then do let us know. You can tweet us 
at Parkrush Podcast or email podcast at parkrush.com. Those are the best ways to get in touch. Uh, all the other sort of Parkrush socials and things can be found at links.parkrush.com. And obviously, if you haven't subscribed to the show already, please do so on your preferred podcasting app. And if you can leave a review or rating on there too, that would be fabulous. Fleur, thank you so much for being on the Park Rush podcast for the first time ever. Thank you for having me. We will be back next week. Stay safe and take it easy out there, everyone. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.